Hi everyone, welcome to, well this turns out to be the 62nd episode. You may have wondered where last week's episode, or two weeks ago's episode went. Um, we had so much technical issues that there was no way it's going to happen. Uh, hopefully I can get uh, Sophia, that Sophia, because we have another Sophia with us today uh, on the show another day, but it was just technical issues made it totally complete impossible to even broadcast but I, I had 45 minutes of picture with no sound but i'm glad we're back and i'm in texas this lady is sitting in arizona hi sophia hi lots of so, sophia's here <laughs> yes i was like well we had a sophia well that didn't happen so now we have another sophia and you're sitting in arizona where in arizona are you yeah so i'm in uh chandler arizona so you're not in Chandler, Texas. That's like 45 minutes south of me, apparently. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I don't know. Is there a Chandler in every state? I is it is it the is it the Springfield? Of <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no clue. I, I was just laughing at it because one of the posts that we have is in Chandler, Texas. So I'm quite often in Chandler, Texas. I though have been in Chandler, Arizona once on my pass by there. So it's a, oh. it's a beautiful, yes, it's a beautiful town. It so, is, it so, is, it's very family friendly. Yes, I, I, they gave me a tour of one of their fire stations actually. Oh. Mm -hmm. So now you know, now you know, they have very nice firefighters there. They're very friendly uh, to people from Texas like me who barks in their doors at, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was fun. That was fun. So who is Sofia Sander? Sander. 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 Yeah. Sander. Um, uh, good question. If you figure it out, can you let me know? Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I ask myself that every morning. And I, after 42 years, I've never come up with an answer. I was like, who are you? Oh, that's me again. Oh, that's right. sad. <laughs> so where in Sweden are you from? So I, I guess I would say Eskilstuna. Um, mm -hmm. My parents, uh, my parents, or I guess they, they more or less, they, they grew up in North shopping. My father's actually from the very, very North. Uh, uh, but um, when we lived in Sweden, we lived as, as a child, rather, uh, they lived in Eskilstuna. They have a zoo there, don't they? They do. What I remember, I've never been yeah. there, but it just dawned on me when you said, I was like, they have a zoo there. That's what that they have is famous for, isn't it? I, yeah. And, and I remember, I remember they had like this massive sort of elephant cutout that you could climb up on. Um, <laughs> it's probably like one of my strongest memories from Sweden as a child is climbing up on that elephant. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's sweet. And I understand you have lived. You, you called yourself, I was laughing at this when we talked a little bit first, a serial expat. That's the most funny <laughs> thing I've ever heard. So tell me, what <laughs> makes you call yourself a serial expat? Uh, <laughs> Thank yeah. God for not being something else serious. <laughs> that would be a different interview. Yes, um, <laughs> not suitable for Swigs and podcasts. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll try to keep it clean. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, so I was born, I was born an expat. I was born in Singapore um, and we have hopscotched my entire life. Uh, so we, I mean, I think we went from Sweden, oh, sorry, Singapore to Malaysia. No, wait, Singapore to Belgium to Sweden.
Belgium, to Malaysia, to Belgium, to England and France, back to Belgium. We like Belgium. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then in 2010, um, I moved to Arizona. My sister um, had met her husband in Belgium because, well, in Belgium. Um, and uh, he was from Arizona. And so they had moved over to Arizona and, you know, they were starting their, their family. My parents had retired. Um, and so they were spending six months uh, in Arizona, six months in Europe. Um, and I was at a, a sort of fork in my career and that had decided to go back to school. And I figured I could do that on a student visa. And so that's how I, I happened to move to Arizona. Um, yeah. And then um, after finishing my studies, um, I was staying here for an OPT, which is sort of the, the visa that you get um, after, you, after you complete your studies, you have a year to sort of work in that industry or area. Um, and so that's what I was doing. And I was coming to the end of that um, when I met my now husband um, on a weekend away at Rocky Point or Puerto Penasco. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And Mary, he makes you stay and get a marriage visa instead so you could stay. Well, it, we, <laughs> so he, <laughs> he, he wanted, wanted to move somewhere. <laughs> no, he, he wanted to, he wanted to propose and get married. And I said, no, let's, let's, let, let, this is really soon. Let's, uh, let's take some time and, you know, get to know each other first. Like I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to get married for a visa. Like I wanted that to be like very clear. Uh, yeah. So I said, let's move to Sweden instead and have kids. Um, and uh, <laughs> far less commitment, right? Um, yeah, especially. Yeah, sure. <laughs> let's move across the world, have some kids and then marry. Okay. Yeah. And then we can talk about that party. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so it wasn't the intent to actually move to Sweden and have kids. It was just move to Sweden and, and, and um, view Europe on, you know, weekend city getaways you know yeah but uh um life had different plans for us and uh, two kids later we um we decided to move back to arizona um to be closer to family my family actually lives all out here since you know, my, my parents did end up retiring out here gotcha. um his family obviously lives out here there he's uh, a local bo local born and bred um arizonan so, um, uh, so yeah, so that's, uh, I guess that kind of brings us up to, to date. Yeah, absolutely. So living in all these countries uh, that you have, uh, predominantly Belgium, apparently, which one is your favorite? I lived six months in, in Singapore. My heart is in Singapore. If anyone would say to me, can you move to Singapore? Would you like to move to Singapore? I'm like, here are my bags. When are we leaving? You know, as long as I can have my, my animals with me. But but which one is your favorite? You know, I think that's a really tricky question, to be honest. And first off, I second your, your, your love for Southeast Asia. I love it. Um, there's just there's so much about it, like the food, the culture, like everything, the sights, the sounds, the spells. Um, but I think ultimately the happiest 
a country's made me, I think honestly is, was Sweden. And, and so Sweden, I didn't, you know, I had, I lived there briefly when I was very, a very, very, very young child. And then again, as an adult, and it was definitely hard to sort of acclimate back to that. Cause you're not, I'm not Swedish. Like I'm not, I'm not your normal Swede. Like I'm an, I'm an expat. Like it's, yeah. it's a different, you don't fit in, in the same way. And you're a little you bit like the round ball bouncing in the, in the box as I am. Yeah. So exactly. So, um, but it just the, I think the connection to nature is something that is just so pervasive, um, as, as a Swede and living in Sweden. Um, so that, that made me really happy, but honestly, I don't think that there's any one particular one because there are so many great things about each of these countries that I guess my ideal one would be a piece of each one. You know? <laughs> Where do you find that? Cause that would be awesome. I know I'm gonna have to make my own, my own little land. Because Maybe. the, the difference, if I say from all of these countries you mentioned, um, and just Sweden to Arizona, if you talk about nature, mm. that's like night and day. It's not even on the same spectrum. Oh yeah. No, a hundred percent. I mean, so I, after my second, I had a really intense postpartum uh, depression mm -hmm. and, you know, obviously, you know, I, I went to see the doctor and we spoke and therapists and we cried and all that stuff. But she said, the one thing that's going to help you is going for walks, look at trees. And she, she really said, she said, go look at every single tree you see, look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? There's a couple of miles difference between them, but you can take the core as long as you look at them. Yeah. So, take so, a cactus. It, look at a it's, cactus. But it's true. And it, it wasn't until I started riding out here in Arizona that I started to really appreciate the nature and actually see seeing like the sort of seasonal changes that do happen out here in the desert. Yeah, it's completely different to the forests that we are used to in Sweden, but it's there. You know, the flowers do bloom. Like the the cacti are there they go they go through their own sort of transformations like throughout throughout the years and so so but you have I to look for it you well it's yeah you have to look for it but i think also it's you kind of have to let go of what you expect to be the norm because it's not yeah. the norm that's yeah. just you know you, you have to sort of see the the beauty of where you are and appreciate your you know your circumstances Sorry for my dog barking. I don't know why. He's probably finding something outside that's more interesting. I don't know what he's doing. No worries. <laughs> I have two, two yappy dogs as well. I have, I have a Dalmatian and a Australian Shepherd, and they Twigs! are Twigs. Twigs. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come. Come. Ah, you do. <laughs> I don't Aww. want to. I should I call too. in? Should I call in my trouble one? Yes, we need to have a Dalmatian party. Loki. Loki. Up. Up, up, up. Hey, Loki. No, I'm not calling you for to get food scraps. Here, Duh. Look here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Is he black or liver spotted? Black. He's like, well, Twix is liver. Oh, now we have another party. You want to come here? Hey, come here. 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 Come
Come here. You want to come and say hi? Yeah. Now this turn. Here's my other one. My big big boy. That's he's deaf. My great dad is deaf. So it doesn't matter if I if I bark at him and say stop barking because he can't hear anything about it. So yeah. I saw a cute video about a it was a, a little a French um a French bulldog. Um, yeah. was deaf and it, he thought he was barking but he doesn't make a sound i was like oh i wish i had that for my australian shepherd because i swear when she barks like she has this play bark like her protective bark is fine but her play bark makes your soul want to leave your body <laughs> yeah no twix is not a good barker but bam bam my big one he is and it doesn't i, I laugh at it because everybody's like why don't you ask him to be quiet i was like because he's deaf he can't hear shit that's exactly why it doesn't matter it just makes my voice be tired so yeah right. that's fun we both have a dalmatian <laughs> so what was your dog's name uh loki, loki. Um, that's mm -hmm. your friend that's your friend well, now yeah so he's he's neither low-key um he is very much the god of mischief <laughs> i was just about to say is there a dalmatian aka low-key dalmatian well no <laughs> and then we decided well, we decided to make things worse by getting uh, an Australian Shepherd as well. Uh, so she's about eight months. And yesterday she, we were actually, we went to this really cool um, uh, tour, uh, a, a colleague of mine, oh. they built a fully sustainable, like self-sustaining off-grid uh, home. I saw um, that on your Instagram. Yeah, it was super interesting. Um, like they collect their own rainwater, they filter it, um, and then they have like their own, you know, they have their own power power source from from solar like panels on the roof, um, and they you know they they grow their own their own produce, um, and it, it's just it's amazing. But in the meantime, my so the, cool. the Australian Shepherd um, destroyed the carpet in the front room, so you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I can say. So they uh, have a full, they have a fully self-sustaining house. We have a fully self-destructive one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Maybe you can meet somewhere in the middle there, you know. <laughs> somewhere there's a happy medium. Exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna post a link in the episode notes um on our blog to your Instagram so people can go and look at that because those pictures were really cool. I, I saw those this morning. I was like, huh. I yeah. You could do that. It, it was it was interesting just to look, even though I didn't know much about it. But yeah. But go back here to animals when you say you also um are an equestrian. You have a horse. I am, yes. Um what, tell us about her for me, so who's she, a horse lover. <laughs> yeah, no, so she's uh she's a Dutch warm blood. Um her name is uh Destiny by call her Stina. Um, I don't know if you do the same, but I, I as a Swede, I always nickname my horses and Swedish, Swedish names. So I've, I've had Muga, I've had Stina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have Maya and then Maya. always Dallas. She she just turns to Dallas. That That's oh. it. And then a Chris is Mini because he's so tiny. He's a so, teeny, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, like, a, he's almost a horse. He's Pinocchio. <laughs> yes, uh, that, she could be that because she had a broken jaw, but not a broken nose. But she doesn't look deformed. But yeah, so absolutely, you nickname your horses. Two Swedish names. Got to be. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So she's, uh, but she's, um, she's a cool little horse. Uh, she's pretty peculiar. Um, a lot of engine, not a lot of stop. Um, <laughs> and you do jump the show jumping with her? Yeah. Yeah. So she's actually bred for dressage and has incredible movements. And, um, but uh, she also has a killer jump. So, um, yeah, she's got scope for days. I love it. I love it. it it's fun. Um, horses. But how is it to ride in that climate as Arizona is? You know, that's a that's a really good question. I think, you know, I, I've ridden in a, in a lot of different countries and climates. Um, I'd probably say the worst one was Malaysia because oh, it, humid. Well, it's humid. It's very, very humid, but also the culture is so different there. Yeah, so you're, yeah. you don't actually get to tack up yourself. It's done for you and is a sign of respect. And, and, and then it, you can have a huge sort of disconnect where if you try to do it yourself, then that's perceived as, um, as negative for the groom because it means that he's not doing a good enough job or he's not trusting oh. you're, you're not trusting him. Um, and so there's, there's a huge sort of cultural um, clash there for writing. And then also it, it's just not to this high sort of the standards that I think we were used to in Europe. And I think similarly in, in this, in the States, um, I, I also see a lot of culture clash um, and not just in the climate, which is definitely hard. This year has been particularly hard. We're not used to having as much rain as we've had this year. Um, oh. And because of the sort of the, the dry nature of um, Arizona, they, the, the sort of um, the ground that they use is dirt really. Um, yeah. And so that turns very quickly into a mud mess if, it rains and so you know we've had several weeks where arenas have been unusable because of the dirt the rain. and, the, and the rains and yeah um and then there's just not that same mentality of turnout and balance um that we would see in europe and i certainly see it as a as a problem when you're sort of conditioning horses to be these sort of top level athletes like yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into that mix. Um, of course, mm -hmm. your your training program, your your farrier, like all that stuff. Uh, but you have to condition them in a way that's that's mentally supportable for the horse. You can't just be in the arena all the time. You know, you have to be combining that with um, outdoor and relax. Yeah, exactly. Being in turnout. You yeah, know, having time off or conditioning by recovery working. time right or, or or you know being on the forest like i i don't i don't think i i didn't realize as a child how spoiled i was at the stable i was at because we had you know beautiful indoor outdoor arena we had a forest right next to it like i could you know just we could relax and do the cool off in the forest and that's yeah. conditioning in and of itself like because then you're doing you're climbing hills you're you're going downhill like that's that's Up a whole down. other yeah that's a whole other kind of training um and we had you know we had hacks everywhere so like we would be able to go we had a one hour hack we had a six hour hack 
you know, like, yeah, those are all things that play in. And of course, in Arizona, like you do have a lot of places do have access to like the, the desert and the washes and that sort of thing. So, um, but oh. unfortunately where I am located, I just, I just don't, um, not without trailering. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and I struggle with time as it is. So <laughs> aren't we all, you know, there's never time enough for anything. It feels like, um, and if you have to like just taking a horse somewhere, that's a whole ordeal because it's, it's time consuming, even though it's fun. I love it, but, but it's time consuming in that sense. Because you got to load up the horse, you got to move the horse, you got to untack and retack, and God knows what you got to do. And everything right. always takes longer time than you expect it to. Of so, course, yeah. Yeah. So so that's how it is. Um, but how long time have you been doing horses? Um, I think I started when I was five or six. Um, and then I and I showed pretty intensely throughout my, my childhood. Um, and I, I did, you know, I was, I was showing for Sweden. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. this was in Belgium. Um, and, uh, so I, you know, I, in the ponies, I, I did up to one meter 20, um, jumping. And, um, uh, and then I took a break, you know, for college and life. Um, uh -huh. and then it wasn't until I moved, had moved to Arizona that I, I got back into it. So I got my, uh, off-track thoroughbred, um, and was working with her up until we moved to Sweden. And then, um, I, you know, when we moved to Sweden, I sold her and then I recently got Stina, uh, about a year and a half ago. Gotcha. Gotcha. How often are you able to go back to Sweden and visit? You know, it's been a while, actually, it hasn't been since we moved from Sweden. Well, you have your family there too, so it might not right. be the need. Well, there's, well, there's, there, I think, I think it's multifold, right? It's yeah, the pandemic was one. Oh, what, what was that? Was that? Said, I, was I, I haven't heard about that pandemic. I, I know. What, what is this thing of which you speak? Yeah. Um, no, I've been so locked that, in for some reason. I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I just choose to stay at home. Um, so there's that one. Um, and then also um, when we moved back to Sweden, we had our two kids, but we um, we weren't married yet. And that was strategic um, because when we had moved to Sweden, now here's a fun story for you. Um, I didn't know that there is a heat embargo in Arizona. Uh, okay. So when, and that means that from a specific date and I think it's somewhere in April, uh, like end of April, um, you are not allowed to fly out of Arizona or Phoenix with pets mm -hmm. um, because yeah. of the risk of them, you know, plane delays and them getting stuck in the tarmac, heat exhaustion, that whole thing. Uh, so we had to, within a week of our flight, change our change our flights completely so that we would fly out from LA instead. Um, and that meant that I overstayed my S-step by one day. And we didn't know that. We didn't realize it. Uh, so when we in um, 2015 or so, what we were, we wanted to fly back to Arizona, spend Christmas in Arizona and tell everyone what we were expecting. I, uh, I think it was like 
five months pregnant or something like that, um, got detained at Chicago O'Hare Airport. Separated oh my God! From, uh-huh. They took my phone. They took my passport. They took the whole thing uh, because I had overstayed my ESTA. And so they put me in this room that has like windows all over the place, a toilet in the middle of the room. Um, and that's where I stayed the night until they could put me on the first flight back to Stockholm. I had no idea where TJ was, my husband. Um, and yeah, so that was, uh, that was a rude awakening. <laughs> oh my goodness. And how did they let you back in? Cause what I've heard is if you get caught, so to say, and you get detained and sent back, you may not be even allowed back in use whatsoever. I wasn't. I We tried to apply for special visas and everything. And I guess they thought that I would go back to, you know, I would get into the country and then stay to have my babies there. And I don't know. But um, uh, so what we ended up doing was applying for a K-1 visa, so a fiancé visa. Okay. Um, and, you know, we had two living proof of our you know, of our relationship at that point. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that process actually finally came full term this December where I was granted my citizenship. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So, so watch your Esta people. Watch your Esta. Yeah. Good Lord. That's if you're flying out from Phoenix and you have pets, <laughs> Just plan accordingly, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was a story. I'm glad you got back in. So how long time did you have to stay in Sweden before you got back? Before you get back? Well, so there, there wasn't really that. It was, um, so we overstayed the ESTA and then, you know, I got uh, sent back. And I guess that must have been December 2015. Um, and when we we just made sure that you know we knew what was what and we planned um the the fiance visa application so we and i guess i'm a little bit foggy on the details exactly in terms of times um my but son you was born went back to sweden yes so yeah. how did you even make it back to arizona again legally well, because so we spent we spent four years in Sweden. So we were we were after that like we we stayed in Sweden. Gotcha. Um, you know we worked and and we did we did our thing there, uh, and then um, we knew that we wanted to ultimately come back to the states so that I could get my citizenship, and and that was really important to us because, um, as a you know self proclaimed serial expat you know <laughs> i just never know where where we're gonna end up like i'm i yeah. i i think the thought of staying in one place forever is is really scary for me it's very claustrophobic for me um and so i wanted to make sure that you know since both my kids had dual citizenship um my husband had american citizenship i wanted to have it too just in case we are in a situation whatever it may be that we have the option to all be together at the same embassy. Yeah. If we need, Absolutely. if we need to. And, and so that was, that was always, 
the plan sort of thing. Um, so, you know, we applied for the K-1 visa. They had no grounds to deny it because, you know, our relationship is, is you know, we have, we have our history. Right. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're not, we're not trying yeah. to fraud you on this one, you know, like it's yeah, legit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and, the, um, and what happened with the, with the other things were just a plain accident that you didn't really intend for to happen. Right. That's and I think, and I think because, you know, it, I think Chicago probably, they were a little too harsh. It's one day. It was one day, Esther. We had no idea. Like, come on. It's not like I overstayed by three months or anything like that, yeah. you know? One day is a little bit like, okay. Um, and so I think they went a little bit too extreme on that one. Um, luckily, the person who reviewed our my K-1 visa application took that into account. And, you know, and then yeah. since then, we followed all the steps dutifully as 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 we were supposed to. So that means that it's not going to be any problem with it. So if you have a dream of where in the world you would move next, like you can choose from ever what would be your dream? I want to move to South Africa for some stupid reason. I don't even know why. I've never yeah, even I been had, there. I had that. I had that dream. I love South Africa. It's it's I've amazing. I've never been there. But, oh really? Oh, it's nope. it's it's amazing. It's just we, an idea I have in my head. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I can I can give you several, but one would be a struggle. Oh, uh, which ones would you? try to or I, you dream obviously about? I, wanna, I would absolutely I, I would want to bring I would want to move back to Sweden for, at least for a period of time so that my kids can get you know an experience of living there and sort of the culture the traditions language that stuff how about um, Singapore so you want to move back I was going to say Asia? Southeast Asia <laughs> Southeast Asia Japan like yeah those, I've never that, been that to Japan be, though I've been to China, Thailand, I've been to Singapore, uh, but I've never been to to Japan. Uh, ramen is probably one of my favorite things on, on the menu. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I could see myself like disappearing and just like eating in different ramen shops for like a month or so. <laughs> so this is something that happened to me the other day at work. It was hilarious. And if you have lived in Asia, you know how to eat with chopsticks, right? You have that mm -hmm. pretty much down at, at the point. And it doesn't matter if you haven't eaten with chopsticks for years, you get it in your hands, right? Right. So um, the other day I went over to Family Dollar, got me a frozen meal, and I put it in and I realized there is no cutlery whatsoever in this show. There is none. Like, okay. But they had stirs that you stir coffee with. So I took two of those and made those chopsticks and I ate my lunch and everyone was looking and was like, it looks like you've been doing that before. I was like, mm -hmm, yep, I have. And I had this flashback to, to Singapore when I worked, when I lived there for a couple of months. Oh, that's like, too yeah. funny. Yeah. I was like, oh, I really want to go back just to visit and smells and everything. Yeah. Ooh, did you, um, when you were in Singapore, did you go to school there? No, we were only there for six months, and mo like we came there in May and left uh, in the fall. So a lot of that time was anyway summer break, 
Um, and you know, it was before the internet was a thing, so I couldn't do any online. I just had to catch up about it when I came home. So I yeah. had a heck of a, of a semester when I came home to catch up with everybody and, and see where we were, but thankfully it was in the summer. So it wasn't, oh, I did, I think I missed like three months, two months. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. So most of it was during a summer break. So, but it was a lot of fun. They made a Christmas because since I then didn't go to school, I went with my mom who worked uh, for a shipping company and she was there because they were building these big ships and they were going to have naming ceremonies and stuff. But I had to um, go with her to work, which was awesome because me as a 12, 13 year old girl got to know all about a corporate world, how to organize and all that kind of stuff. But you can imagine at the time I was blonde, Swedish blonde and a little top like this, super blonde with long hair down to my butt almost. That was, oh, I had everybody. So you had people coming over to touch your hair? Yes. Uh-huh. So it ended up with the company my mom was working for actually had a security guide just for me because they were afraid. I didn't even know it for like, to me, they presented, this is one of my mom's coworker. I later found out that was my security guard. So I didn't get kidnapped. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wasn't even aware of it. He was just a cool guy. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. They were afraid that I was kidnapped. I was like, nah, nobody wants me except mom. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And I was afraid of elevators and you know, Singapore has tall buildings. Mm-hmm. My mom's office was on the 143rd oh floor. Oh my gosh. So we had to change the elevator after the 80th floor every day for six months. Oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, for me, I, yeah, I don't, I didn't have a fear of heights as a kid, but that's definitely something that's developed with the years. <laughs> I, it's not the the height, it's the elevator. Because the, um, I got stuck in an elevator with my grandmother in Stockholm. And it wasn't that dramatic. If it wasn't that my grandmother panicked that I was like seven, eight years old. And my grandmother was an opera singer. So I could hear her scream bloody murder. And that's where I got my fear for elevators from. But I got, I got treated during those six months. Oh, my God. Yeah, I still how are you like with elevators there. now, though? Um, I still I like I have no problem going into them and going them unless they're very old. Um, I I I hesitate. If I can take the stairs, I will take the stairs. But I don't have that fear as I had to work on when I was in Singapore. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, I, I have no really big problems. I I can I can manage them, but I don't like them. I don't like elevators. That's not, fair. Not, my, not my cup of tea at all but yeah don't don't start jumping like if somebody knows my fear and they start jumping that's when i'm like oh, oh yeah, not. yeah just to like annoy me and scare me that is no i mean no. i i just think that you know funny or not whatever your intent is it's just not necessary like why would you want to try like you know on the off chance why <laughs> Yes, no, no. I have so many imaginations of what can happen with an elevator. 
and I don't even want to go there. <laughs> but yeah, nope. I'll take the. I prefer the stairs, and I get the workout and exercise. And y'all can take your elevators. That's fine. That's why I once walked up the Eiffel Tower instead of taking the elevator. Uh, okay, yeah, yep. <laughs> that, Been that, there, done I, that. That's uh, yep. that's. I immediately my 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 legs are hurting. <laughs> yep, I had pain in my legs for days after, but I refused because that fall, fell into the category of an old elevator for me. Okay. And it, it, a lot of people in the same elevator, that mathematics was not really adding up for me. So I'll take the stairs. Yeah. And I did. And everybody thought I was stupid. I did too the day after. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was an experience. You paid so. for it. <laughs> yes, for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so, if, but I think I'm kind of used to elevators now. I know that it, unless they are very old. I can deal with it. So yeah, it, it, it it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So what are you doing otherwise here in Arizona? Uh, Chandler, Arizona. Sounds like Chandler, a Arizona. Name. Yeah, no, I, um, so it's, I have a great job. I'm really, really happy with uh, what I'm doing. It, it's really exciting. I, I work in a, a, for a FinTech or a digital banking service provider. Cool. Um, yeah. That's so, yeah. It, it, it's funny because I remember I had this really, really crystal clear memory of sitting in university. Um, and um, I, we, we were in the sort of finance and accounting lecture. And I remember having this thought. I was like, I don't actually have to pay attention. I just need to pass this class. I don't need to pay attention to this. I don't need to remember this because I will never ever work in banking or in finance. Well, uh, famous words that I come to eat. Um, Cause here I am. <laughs> working finance banking. Working oh, for finance no. and banking. Uh, but it is really cool. So it's a company that initially sort of set out to, um, sort of close the barrier between the haves and have nots. So, you know, there's, you know, lots of banking services that, you know, you know most people use, you know, you can send money, you can, you, you know, can deposit your checks in your mobile app. Um, yeah. Well, a lot of people who don't have access or are not seen as have, being profitable enough for banks to serve, they don't. They have to depend on predatory money services like mm -hmm. check cashing and money sending and that sort of stuff. And they get really hit with insane, insane fees. fees. Yeah. Insane. Um, and so <coughs> our mission was was to sort of close that gap and to give them a safe, reliable banking banking service that they can use um with this those same benefits um and at, at, at a lesser cost um That's cool yeah it was really cool and, and we built the app um it's called brightfy um and uh we realized in doing so well we're not going to change a whole lot of lives doing this um we could do it better and so having built the technology we're now offering that to community banks, regional banks, 
um, even non-banking institutions. So like I think you're like niche nonprofits. Um, Sweet. Yeah. <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, and so we kind of pivoted to offer banking as a service, if you will. Um, and so that's been really, really exciting. Um, and I've been part of that since you know we, we began in 2019. I was, I think I'm one of four people from from the very beginning. From the beginning. That's yeah. So cool. I, was, I, was, I was the fourth person through the door, and then now we're in somewhere like 60 60 people that have joined the company. Um, and it's 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 wildly different from day to day, um, but it's it's really fun. I bet. Um, I must ask you, how much of the Swedish traditions, do you have any Swedish traditions or have you picked up living in so many countries? Have you picked up any of the traditions from any other country that we're not aware of that they have? Uh, so my parents are um, sort of the older generation. Uh, so I, I mean, I grew up, even though we were everywhere else, but Sweden growing up, um, you know, we spoke Swedish at home um, and we had, very Swedish traditions. And so I, that's what I'm sort of trying to instill with my kids as well. Um, my favorite is midsummer. Um, you know, we do the crayfish parties, we do, you know, Easter, we do Lucilla, we do uh, Christmas. And the one thing that's been really great through all this is, is I, I call myself sort of a, um, a Svea born and bred. Um, because my, my mom, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, SVIA, which is the Swedish women's educational mm -hmm. organization. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we have a network. big for here in Dallas. Yeah. Hey. And actually I think our, one of our, um, one of our members here who's very active in the board of directors, uh, Susan, uh, she, I think was, uh, in, at SVIA Dallas as well. I believe so. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so sorry, I apologize. I'm drinking water, and I hope that doesn't come through on audio. But I, my, no, my throat's not. been a little bit messy all all week. So, um, yeah, but so you know, throughout all our moves, we've always my mom's always been affiliated or you know involved in or part of the board for Svia. Um, and so we've always benefited from being able to sort of do these sort of yearly and annual you know traditions together with yeah. Svia. Um, and we're, and that's something actually I've, I've taken on this year is I am the vice president now for SVI Arizona. Um, cool. yeah. And so we do, um, you know, the kids did Lucilla and, and this was the first year that my daughter was actively singing in Lucilla. So that was fun. I don't think that there's a lot of Swedes that actually get to do a Lucilla, um, train as they call them with uh -huh. their kids. Um, procession so that was, yeah so that was that was really really special uh and then i'm also actually the president of the swedish school out here in in arizona we're in swedish school of phoenix um and so we are working on getting all those little kiddos um into the traditions and sort of combining forces yeah. with svia and the swedish uh, arizona chamber of commerce and, and those, those sort of things so keeping keeping the traditions alive Absolutely. That sounds awesome. That sounds so awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was singing at Svea Dallas uh, Christmas celebration uh, back 
last year and also at the Swedish American Chamber of Commerce Christmas uh, celebration in December. So I did, I did, I did like four performances with them, with the Swedish choir over here for different Swedish organizations. So that was a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm very, very well aware of them. <clears throat> so anything else that you would like to add? Sorry, you can't remove anything at this point. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, yeah. Is this where I go and incriminate myself? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I ruined the whole episode in, in no, these two seconds. I uh, know. <clears throat> no, I think um, I think it's really great. I uh, you know I'm a huge fan of this podcast, and I think it's it's so fun to hear other people's takes and sort of culture clashes that they experience. I think that's um, that's always that's always been what my favorite thing about moving is being is you know discovering new cultures and and sort of being boots on the ground for it and just you know experiencing them but through the lens of just you know things are different and that's fine like just because you do things one way here doesn't mean that that works here like that yeah. it's just you know learning um, also about other culturals and maybe be able to adapt some of them and actually have fun with them and, and do something on uh just not just swedish stuff but whatever wherever in the world you are because you it, both, I guess, in my and your case, being serial expats, I'm going to steal that <laughs> word. I'm stealing it right off the bat. I'll trademark it. <laughs> yes, you better, because that's, I take it. Um, you just don't know what doors are going to option and where in the world those doors are. It's like, Absolutely. I don't have a family. If somebody tells me, hey, I give you a job here and here. Yeah, let me pack. I can move. I have nothing, you know. Mm -hmm. So you just have that, the whole world as your playground in a way absolutely that's fun so yeah well thank you so much for joining me here um we haven't had any technical issues so far thank god as we had two weeks ago that was crazy so i'm so grateful that you are with me today um to all our viewers and or listeners go on the website and i'll post uh, her social media links and some other stuff. You never know what I find out. So I hope you all have a really great week and take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.